Listener Production. The market keeps lifting. How significant were the gains this week? And find out what's ahead next week. Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday the 14th. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Stevie. What a massive week it has been. Things did not start off well on Monday. They didn't. We hit a three and a half month low. But since then, four days of gains in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty decent improvements. Yep. It was our best week in a long time as well. Our best week in a very long time since around November. So around eight months, our market lifted 56 points, a 0.8 of 1% today to 7,303. So not as big as the gains that we saw on Tuesday and on Thursday, but still a pretty solid gain if you ask me. If we look at it over the week, so just remember, going back to last week, Mm -hmm. we had our worst week in nine months. This week, as I just mentioned, best week since November, so best week in about eight months. And halfway through the month, we're up about 1.4%. Last week, you talked about how we are just hanging on by a thread to be up for the year, Mm -hmm. and we've recouped all of that. We're up 3.76% over the year at the moment. Things change very quickly indeed. In fact, over the past four days, 4.3% worth of improvements. And we've had some of the best gains of the whole year this week as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you go from one week where things look pretty bad and then you can get those losses completely wiped out quite smartly. So there were a few things obviously at play this week that, um, that really helped our share market. One of them, of course, was the fact that inflation was weaker than expected in the U.S., Exactly. in the right direction, faster pace than expected. Inflation in the US is lifting at the slowest rate in years. And this has the market thinking that the number of rate hikes could be limited to one or two in the US. Exactly right. And the other thing that picked up our market was hopefully seeing support out of China. So that came out as an article on Bloomberg on Tuesday. We saw our market lift on the back of that. Then on Wednesday night, we had that US inflation data, and that's really propped up our market for the remainder of the week. Yep. So, And we keep having articles popping up here and there on that. There was another mm-hmm. one today actually on Bloomberg from a central banker in China who said that you know he'll be supporting, doing what they need to support China's economy. So we'll wait and see what they do. They're kind of reiterating some of the comments they made in the past, but the more support China's economy gets, the better it is for our economy as far as growth is concerned and demand for lots of the nice things that we sell overseas as well. Exactly right. But going back to today, we had nine of the 11 sectors ending higher. The gains were really quite spread out. So just Mm -hmm. looking, we saw the miners up. We saw energy stocks up, tech stocks once again. Even telecom stocks were up. They were all up over 1%. The rest were up at least half a percent roughly, except for healthcare, which fell the most. It was down 0.6 of 1%. We also saw consumer staples being the other sector to fall just marginally. Yeah, and they're generally considered like defensive areas of the share market. I mean, healthcare has been weighed down really by CSL, which is easily the biggest stock in that sector. So when it falls by, say, more than 1%, which is what Mm -hmm. we saw today, it's hard for all the other smaller stocks in the healthcare space to kind of do enough to offset that. And then the consumer staples, that's really supermarket chains that, that dominate that sector too. Exactly right. And as you mentioned, CSL only fell 1.3%, but it's big enough in in the healthcare Mm. sector to drag that whole sector down. Looking at sectors over the week, we saw only one sector falling, which was healthcare as well. That was probably due to the Mm. the falls we've seen over the past couple of days. Not by much, though, only down 0.4% over the week. Tech improved most, no surprises there. 
Yep. It's an interest rate sensitive area as, as well. So when we get talk maybe that we're close to the end of the rate hiking cycle, even if it is for the US and Australia seems still seems like, you know, a possibility we'll get a rate hike next month. That seems to have been quite helpful and just a bit more optimism in markets seeing an area like tech, which is kind of considered growth, I guess, mm-hmm. um, doing better than most as well. Exactly right. And miners and real estate weren't too far behind. Just because I've been talking about it all week, the gold subsector, you love when I mentioned this, Stevie, it was up almost 10% this week, 9.8%. So gold stocks did pretty well as well. Yeah. So commodity prices, including gold, have exactly. done really well for three straight days. So mm-hmm. gold, iron ore, and also oil. Oil mostly though. Yeah. And that's been why we've had improvements coming through. It makes it easier, obviously, for gold miners, for oil and gas producers, BHP, Rio, Fortescue for the iron ore miners to do well. So six of the 10 best performers this week actually ended up being gold mining companies. Exactly right. But going down to the individual level Mm -hmm. today, we saw Teelix Pharmaceuticals. That was the best performer up 5.3%. On the other hand, net wealth was the worst. It was down 5.4%. Yes, and Telix actually next week will come out with some quarterly results. And net wealth, you're right, the massive fall for the stock, but it was one of the best yesterday. This is a wealth management platform company, which is used by financial advisors. And yesterday it essentially said there's been much more money flowing through its platform, basically 26% more over the year to June than a year earlier. But that excitement didn't last uh, very long at all. So we've basically just gone backwards and erased all those improvements today. Exactly right. But they did get also some mixed target price adjustments today, one of them being a target price cut by around 4%, saying they expect the company to face headwinds from outflows and this will weigh on their total funds under management and that will also weigh on the share price. So that's why we saw this stock falling as well. Exactly. And when you get those price target cuts by brokers, they're basically saying in the next 12 months, this mm-hmm. is what we expect the share price to do. So they're not necessarily saying there'll be a 4% drop in the share price, but they're downgrading the price estimates estimate. that they've got um, based on what they had before. And this can change over time as yeah, well. Of course. Yep. Yep. Another standout today was actually Block. It's enjoyed five straight days of gains, 5.2% higher approximately. This is the US company which bought Afterpay the buy now, pay later company over a year ago. So it's had some pretty big moves in both directions, mostly down, but <laughs> um, today it's managed to do well. Exactly. They were actually the top performer for most of the day, but then Telix just swooped in yep. towards the end of the day there. Shares in Leo Lithium actually ended up falling today down 1.3%. They were up earlier in the day. They signed a $520 million deal for a specialized mining services company to commence work at its project in West Africa. Another big move, and not so much today, but over the week, was Megaport. It rose about 40% in five days. Most of the gains came through really early in the week on Tuesday, when it basically raised its profit goals for the next couple of years. And we've said this a number of times this week, but we're at that time of year where over the next two to three to four weeks, companies are going to come out and either flag bigger profits ahead or say that their profits might be a little disappointing. And the reason they do that is because they officially release their numbers in August and they tend to just update investors sometimes, not always, but this is just to give them an idea and a sense of of what's ahead so there's not a root shock. So it's quite normal to see bigger share price movements in the tail end of July than it is after the fact when companies release their numbers next month. That's right. And to put it into context, if we look at Megaport, they were the best performer up 40.5%. The next best was only up 
18.5%, which was Capricorn. If we look at the worst performing stocks, Medibank was the worst, down just 4%. So that puts it into context saying Mm -hmm. how well Megaport did over the course of this week, but they have been easing over the past couple of days as well. Now, one of the smaller biotech companies, Neuron Pharmaceuticals, was on my radar as well today. They rose almost 17% after announcing the expansion of its partnership with US distributor Acadia. Previously, Acadia had an exclusive license to distribute Neuron's drug that is used to treat nervous system problems, but they could only do so in North Africa. Now that they've expanded that to be a worldwide license, the deal will provide Neuron with $100 million US dollars up front, then additional potential milestone payments of up to $427 million US plus royalties. So that's why we saw its share price up so much today. And if we move away from stocks, there was some other big news, which I think received way more attention than any stocks today. Very exciting we, news very for exciting. us gals over here. Exactly. And we're still a couple of weeks out from what might be another rate hike in Australia, but we've got a new governor appointed of the RBA. We do. She will start on September 18th, Michelle Bullock. Yep. And she was the current deputy governor. She'll be the first female in the position, the ninth governor of the bank as well. A history-making appointment. It is. She's She's been working at the RBA for a while, mm-hmm. since 1985. Just a little while. So she has Longer than ob- I've been alive. Obviously. Plenty of experience. And she's going to be taking the reins at quite a challenging time. Of course, we've had 12 rate hikes. We had the first rate hikes in over 11 years in May last year because of all the inflation. I guess what could make things a bit easier for Michelle Bullock as well is that they're kind of probably close to the end of the rate hiking cycle. So at some point, you know, they might either pause or cut rates potentially, who knows, next year. And that could be well received by markets, perhaps. And keep in mind from February next year, they're going to change the structure of how Mm -hmm. interest rates are decided as well. So that plays a part. So previously they were doing 11 meetings a year. From next February, it will be only eight meetings a year. So a lot less for her to take on, I guess. But they did say she's on the same path. So essentially, they still want to get inflation down to their target range of 2 to 3%. And obviously, you know, the fact that Ms. Bullock has been there for so long, since 1985, she's obviously played a part in the rate hikes that we've had in the past year as well. But we're going to probably hear a lot more from her than we probably did Philip Lowe in many ways, because yes, we'll have eight meetings, but there's going to be press conferences after all of those. Longer an meetings hour later. As well. So there's going to be mm-hmm. uh, plenty of discussion and she's generally considered to be a very good communicator. So that could be quite helpful as well in that role. And apparently she contributed more than Lowe to that restructure of the interest rate decision. There you go. There you have it. So time will tell, but it's looking good. Yeah. And look, in coming days and weeks, we've got a lot to watch, but let's just start with tonight. tonight. Yes. It's a good place. Start Bastille small. Day in France, <laughs> Jour de la Bastille, a very important time. There'll be plenty of baguettes and, and croissants being enjoyed. <laughs> I love how you France. like to slip in all your little French things. Well, it's, it's very um, exciting. I love hearing it? you speak French. So Thank it's, you. Merci so, beaucoup. Oh, there you have it. Um, but more importantly... There will be US. profit results in the United States tonight. There will. Yeah. We're starting with the banks, which is yep. basically like the kickoff of the yep. earnings season, even though we had a couple last night. Yeah, always considered the unofficial start of the earnings season. So as soon as you start getting the big banks releasing profit results, that kind of marks the start of a very busy three, four weeks ahead. So tonight, Citigroup, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo will be 
three that will receive plenty of attention. And then you've also got BlackRock and United Health, some other companies releasing numbers as well. But if you can't remember all the companies we just mentioned, mm-hmm. make sure you go to our Instagram yep. page where we have a US reporting season calendar mm-hmm. for you guys being released every Thursday. Exactly right. So that's what we'll get tonight. But next week, things well, will start heating up. Before as well we get to front. next week, yes. there's some data out of China tomorrow on a Saturday. Can you believe it? New home prices. That's going to be probably not that exciting, but maybe exciting, I guess. But still worth property mentioning. Market, when you get updates on the property market in China, markets do tend to react. So that mm-hmm. will be something to re- will receive attention. But also on Monday, it's going to be the busiest day of the month for updates on China's economy. It is. So that's going to continue through on yep. Monday. And we'll have to see how markets react, either perhaps negatively that things are slowing down, or it might be seen as a sign that China's government is going to do more to support its economy. Yep. So June quarter economic growth, we have retail sales, all eyes will be on retail sales, production, investment, Mm -hmm. lots of things coming out of China. So the data dump, as you like to call it. Exactly. And we'll talk more about other stuff on Monday, but there'll be updates on jobs. There'll be profit results from many other companies as well. Yeah, exactly right. So plenty to come up next week. We'll fill you in on all that fun stuff on Monday. But until then, have a lovely weekend and we'll be back here Monday afternoon. Make sure you tune in on Monday morning to Tom and Ryan. Ciao, ciao. Au revoir. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.